Hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast. It is month three? Yeah, three it's Three of season two. Yes. We are Laura and Amelia. And we have our maybe favourite returning guest. No. <laughs> You're all like, our favourites. Yes. I don't have favourites. You're that mum who's like, no, I don't have a favourite child. But really you do. You just tell every one of them it's them. No, I... I am the mum that says she doesn't have favourites and actually doesn't mm-hmm. have favourites. Laura would say she doesn't have favourites, but she does oh, have yeah, favourites, but yeah. she wouldn't never yeah. tell. Yeah. I, I actually don't have favourites and I actually love you all Thank the same. Thank you. That's okay, you're welcome. Anyway, new month, Jenny Hello. is here once again. It's not been too long since we had you because it was November, but we waited yeah. so long to have you in for last year that it's just it's just a, a brief Yeah, blip. you just get... On, in the time extra. that is lockdown. A- extra extra Jenny. Jenny. I mean, it's never a bad thing. Well, can't go wrong. Petition to have Jenny every month. Yes, please. <laughs> I'm for it. Anyway, we're doing Wind in the Willows this month, a book yeah. from 1908, oh, written by Kenneth Graham. 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 Is he a sir? I think he's a sir, Kenneth Graham. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's one of. We've had many people with titles on this mm. podcast. Because we had Dame Magatha Christie. Yes. That's a whole That's, one. Yeah. <laughs> wow, so many. I'm sure we have had a sir before. Oh, Sir James, Sir J.M. Barry. Was he a sir? Yes. He was, I think he's a sir. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Similarly, I think Kenneth Graham spent a lot of his life in Scotland. But I don't think he's actually Scottish. He is Scottish. But he was born in... He lived in Berkshire. grew up in Berkshire. He's he's Scottish. Interesting. We'll get to that bit though. We should do some context for 1908. You should. Yes. It was a time. Yeah, pre-war. Um, the rise of the motor car. It's very yeah. relevant and very relevant to the book. <laughs> <laughs> Other things. They mentioned the Civil War a lot, but it's posts any really of the Civil Wars mostly. I think it's to do with the. Civil, it's only, I think it's the civil war between the animals. Mm. I think that is the civil war. I don't think it's referencing any other civil war. No, which was kind of weird because I felt like it would have to be like politically relevant in the slightest bit. Yeah. But it just isn't. You'd think, you think that he was actually trying to say something underlying, but he's just yeah. completely creating it. Yeah. Because it's yeah. even before the Russian civil war. 1905. No, 19... 19- 17, 1918 was the start of the Russian War. There was the Russian-Japanese War in 1905. Ask my dad, he keeps telling me about the fucking war in 1905. (laughs) (laughs) There was some, there was a, um, an attempt at a revolution in Russia in 1905, but it wasn't a war, it was just like a few. There was a big war with them in Japan, yeah. Yeah, there was a few little riots in Russia, it didn't didn't turn into Anyway, I feel like from like the start of the 1800s till like, 1950-ish wars were continuously going on and like people were just not happy yeah but then even 1950 it's still the cold war so it's up until like yeah but that's like a pussy war like (laughs) if it comes to wars that's not really a war (laughs) so basically what we've established is there's always war yeah it just affects different parts of the country and most of the time not britain or scotland or wherever kenneth graham's from yes (laughs) I do feel like this is not completely relevant, but if the Cold War was a war, it'd be more like a staring contest. <laughs> just some really angry people just looking at each other very intensely. Yeah, some like Tyson would absolutely destroy everyone. Some wars are risk, some wars are monopoly, some wars are scrabble. The Cold War is guess who? Yeah, and some it's never Charles. Yeah, it's never Charles. We've been playing Guess Who a lot, so well. we, we know the people. Hans, Charles. <laughs> Sophie's my fave. Mm. I thought you didn't um, I thought you didn't have favourites, Amelia. Oh, no, we're doing Guess Who. Some of them are Tories. Yeah. Some of them are Tories. Isabel, yeah. Oh. Daniel. Oh, God. <laughs> Joe really annoys me. Yeah. Well. He's got a really irritating face. Most of them do. <laughs> Do we have anything else to add about context? I don't think the context is like too because they live in Edwardian 
era. I said it was quite interesting to me that Kenneth Graham, I think his mum died from an illness when he was really young and then his dad was an alcoholic so he got sent to live with his grandmother in Berkshire in a big old house in Berkshire but the house was like falling down. So I think they used to be quite well off or his grandma bought it while it was like run down and didn't do it up. So he just grew up in this big house and he went to school in Oxford. So I'm guessing he was like fairly upper middle class Mm. or like one of those families where they used to be upper class, but by this point they weren't rich anymore. Mm. So like class wise, they were well off, but they didn't have the money to go with it. Yeah. Um, Which I know all about because I watched Downton Abbey. Wow. I know somewhat about this because I listened to that Diana podcast that you told me to and I finished oh, it yes. yesterday. What did you think? Oh, it was so good. It's so really good. interesting, isn't it? We're talking about the You're Wrong About Diana podcast for anyone who's listening who wants to, who wants to listen to it. But yeah, we were, we're talking about the You're Wrong About Diana podcast for anyone who wants to listen to it. It's, it is really interesting and it's very informative and it goes throughout her whole life. And I learnt some things. And it's nice to know the yeah. facts after watching The Crown yeah. season four. I haven't watched The Crown yet. But I learnt so much from the podcast that I had an idea about, but I yeah. just didn't fully know about. But that whole like class thing was one of those things. Yeah, especially because it happened before any of us were born. Yeah, so, so you hear about it. Yeah, it's something that we've really learned about, about through it. society and through like, yeah. but from our parents and stuff. But we haven't really experienced ourselves, so it's good to know, and then also know what people are talking yeah. about when they're talking about like everything that happened with Diana. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Anyway, we skipped forward about eighty years. <laughs> of stories that Kenneth Graham told his son who was born premature he was blind in one eye and I think he just had like a lot of illnesses throughout his life he just wasn't a very healthy child Mm -hmm. but so he was telling he used to tell him stories about the mole and the rat and the toad and then that was the inspiration for the stories that actually made their way into the book which is quite cute and it's similar to a lot of other children's books like Alice in Wonderland and Peter Pan. Peter Pan, yeah, and other things where it's from, and um, Roald Dahl as well. Winnie the Pooh, yeah. I was going to say, they're all, like, stories that, a lot of them are stories that adults have told children, which is quite cute. Um, Although, The Wind in the Willows isn't actually a children's book. Which makes a lot of sense, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It does, yeah, yeah, it does make a lot of sense. It doesn't read like a children's book. It doesn't feel like a children's book. But people always assume that it is because it's about um, sentient animals. Yeah. But they they smoke and they drink. And the text itself has a lot of like really long words. Yeah. When I was reading it, I was like, I can't imagine a kid reading this, even though I know I read it as a kid. Yeah. Um, I guess I just skipped over the words I didn't know, but... And also some of the, like, I've highlighted some bits and I'll come back to that later, although I could do it now, but, like, some of the sentences in there, I was like, oh my god, this is, like... Yeah. I'll get one out. I'll get um, one as well. I folded over I've a corner. highlighted. I think it's this one. Let's go to the page, shall Ooh, we? Oh, my post-it note. I've dropped my post-it note. God forbid. Go to the oh, page. No. The quote that I highlighted was, I was like, this is not... I mean, I realised before it wasn't a children's novel, purely because of what you said as well, but... Oh, my brain just thought there was a train passing by and there wasn't. (laughs) I just heard train noises and there was no train. Anyway, the quote was, As one wakened suddenly from a beautiful dream who struggles to recall it and can recapture nothing but a dim sense of the beauty of it, the beauty, till that too fades away in turn and the dreamer bitterly accepts the heart-called wakening and all its penalties. It's like fucking hell and dark. it was like talking about like death and stuff in the paragraph before it and i was just like oh my god i think i had another one which i'm not sure if that was also yes 
I'm gonna find that one as well. I just thought it was gorgeous. Yeah, I've highlighted something that I thought was really it said, um, he seemed tired and the rat let him rest, unquestioned, understanding something of what was in his thoughts, knowing, too, the value all animals attach at times to mere silent companionship when the weary muscles slacken and the mind marks time. Yeah. Like, See, this is nice. I know well where that bit is from as well because I read it and I was like, that is so beautiful. That's the bit yeah. where um, yeah. the sea... The sea rat, <laughs> you know who I mean. The rat that travels the sea yeah. comes and sits down next to him, and he like exchanges all of his stories and stuff. I love that bit. Yeah, it's so nice. It's just all so gorgeous. The bit that I I folded the corner down because I was like, oh, I need to remember this bit for later. Um, and it was at the very start of chapter seven which goes, the willow wren was twittering his thin little song, hidden himself in the dark selvage of the riverbank. Though it was past 10 o'clock at night, the sky still clung to and retained some lingering skirts of lights from the departed day, and the sullen heats of the torrid afternoon broke up and rolled away at the dispersing touch of the cool fingers of the short midsummer night. I was like, that's just so, it's so, such a mm, gorgeous poetic. image. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it is something that you don't, often see in any kind of kids book because I know it's supposed to be it's not necessarily that it's just for kids I think it's supposed to be read by lots of different people even though it doesn't really like children could still read it even if they didn't understand it and I think structurally it does function as a kids book because all of the chapters are like little stories that are self-contained like little women and Mm. I think it is something that is best compared to little women because in a similar way little women has like much more mature themes but could still be written um like read to Mm. a child or read by some children would be able to read little women at quite a young age and i think the wind in the willows is similarly mature. yeah there's the in chapter i've got a very old book so the um the pages are all very difficult to they keep sticking together Mine has Yum. a date at the front of it. I got I got a second hand one as well, but mine um the date at the front of it is nine eight seventy eight. Nine. So mine is from the seventies. Okay. But that yeah, so someone's Mine's... written it in. They hadn't written anything else. I was wondering if I was gonna find any more annotations, but it was just the date. Mine is nineteen fifty six. And it is nice. Oh. Here's it too. There's a little page at the front of it. For Anthony Perks Burks. Perks, I don't know, for good progress. And <laughs> there's a bit at the end where he starts writing in it, or someone started writing in it, and there's a bit that just says, rude. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're not wrong, to be honest. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> chapter seven, the um, when they experience the god, the goat god oh, yeah. Pan thing. Pan. Was it Pan? Well, I don't know, I remember this bit. Yeah, there's a bit where they encounter Pan when, is it when they try and find the rat's son? The otter's son. Yeah, yeah. The otter's son, yeah. Yeah, it's Pan, yeah. Which I thought was a really interesting addition to it, because the rest is completely without religion, yeah. and then suddenly Pan is there. And I just thought, yeah, I really liked Pan? it. Pan is the god of nature and everyone, so we see him in Percy Jackson as the guy who's in oh, charge of so all the sand towers. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if we can, so. if I can use my degree a little bit here. Oh, sorry. Go, because... yes. I was like, you're like, it's Percy Jackson. <laughs> like, someone with an actual classics degree. <laughs> oh, um, give it a few months. But Someone who's finished all of the lectures. Yes, exactly. Oh, I had my last one today. It was very upsetting. Oh, I thought my yeah. seminar leader was going to cry. And I was like, we're all about to weep on this call. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. It's very dramatic, yeah. <laughs> so there are quite, I say quite a lot, there's two that I notice, um, nods to the classical world. So the first mm-hmm. one is this inclusion of the god, who I kind of thought was Pan at first, but I've never seen Pan fully depicted as an animal, but obviously it makes sense because they are animals. Um, he is in Percy Jackson, which is... <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, that's fair. 
Um, so he is generally a god that is in pastoral novels, mm-hmm. which is why he fits very well here. He's a god of music, obviously. And this kind of ties in with the final like chapter. Pipes. Yeah, that's why they're yeah. called pan pipes. Oh, he plays yeah. them. Yeah. I always did wonder because I I don't know, I always felt like pans as in like saucepans i'm like they don't really sound like pans but i suppose if you like smash some pans together you could be like oh yeah it yeah, sounds like a pan boy. Yeah. <laughs> and the other allusion to the classical world is the name of the final chapter which is the return yes. of ulysses um and ulysses is actually the name james joyce gives to his character of odysseus in his novel later on about yeah, yeah. Fifteen years whenever, after this. Whenever yeah, James Joyce was writing, yeah. Twenties. Yeah. Twenties, yeah. 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 So I'm not really sure of like, you know, the etymology of Ulysses and how it's come from Odysseus. It might be from the Greek. I don't know. I was supposed to read the entire of the Odyssey. I never did. But the Odyssey and the Ulysses were like the Ulysses is also just like an old thing, isn't it? It's not James Joyce who Yeah. I don't know, I don't think it is. I I actually don't know who first I'm, just referred I'm to it. I'm pretty sure James Joyce did not come up with that. No, I don't no, think he, he came up with it. Because this is before. Yeah, because yeah. this is before. I think it, maybe it's just like an adaptation. I've always known it as one of the books from the Odyssey and Ulysses. But I'll... Okay. I'll I'm should looking we, at Should we do something? Yeah. Because I I'm only know of it from James Joyce. Mm-hmm. But... There are so many remakes in which Ulysses is used rather than Odysseus. So mm-hmm. it's got to have some other roots. It's, yeah, it's probably just like another version. It's the Roman name Oh, of the Greek that all makes thing. sense. Of course yeah. it is. Those pesky Romans. Because <laughs> I knew it, like in Dutch, I think we call it the Ulysses sometimes. Oh, okay. Rather than the Odyssey. Yeah. That would make sense. So it's like Mars and Aries. And yeah. Yeah. But that's what do you want to see? I'm sure Pan is Greek, though. Yeah, Pan is. Uh, maybe he's in both. Yeah. Because sometimes it just... I wonder... But I'm sure he's Greek. Yeah, it's Greek religion. Yeah. I wonder if he has a different name in Roman th- mythology. Oh, God, there's so many just, like, yeah. tangents. Yeah, he's the Faunus. Like, Faunus? 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 F-A-U-N-U-S. Faunus, yeah. I don't know. This mythology is so vast that people people always ask me and presume that I know these things, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me these questions. But I think that's why people have maybe a vision when they think of Pan, because a fauna is clearly like the, the girl yeah. kind of animal. Yeah. And that's what I see. Like, when I see Pan in front of me, I see him as the goat with his pipes. And Yeah, because in, like, in Greek, he's like... Mr. Tumnus. Yeah, 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 yeah. He should be his god. Like, I think maybe he even mentions Pan in maybe. Narnia. Maybe. Even though Narnia is, like, a very much a Christian analogy. Mm. Yeah. Which is interesting, then, that not all religions are kind of based on each other. They are, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Christianity does take a lot from the classics. But then it's also, yeah. like, the idea of classical reception. Even at, at the time of the Romans, like, it was Greeks that were there before them, so obviously they just adapted yeah. those things, and then Christianity adapted things My, my from the Romans. <laughs> yeah, it's... They just claim things as their they own. They saw the Greeks, and they were like, Fool. Yeah. <laughs> They were like, oh, we're going to conquer you, so let's have all your things. Thank you for all your nice art. But, and people think that a lot of the reasoning that Christianity took so much from Greek and Roman religions is because they wanted to convince the Greeks and the Romans to become Christian. So by taking things that were already familiar to them and then adapting them into something that was Christian, mm. then they... Which is similar to why it's taken a lot of the festivals are taken from pagan festivals was because you can still have your celebration, but you're just celebrating something different mm. and you're worshipping a different god. But it's still the, it's the celebration that you're familiar with. And it was like a way to convince people to convert. But with that as well, they basically took those elements of the Christian elements of those pagan festivals and... Yeah, mm-hmm. that's where you see this idea of like the foreign and 
like the us and them kind of dimensions of religion because yeah. they were like oh this part of your festival is very christian which is why we should keep it but all of this like frenzied yeah. worship and everything that's not very christian that's what people that aren't true christians do those are the people from the east which is generally where they pushed it because they were like oh yeah we'll push this back into phrygia into you know mesopotamia and we'll yeah. put that over there but no us in rome we're beautiful christians so even today, like, you still got that divide. And I know a little bit about this because I studied um, the, a group of priests which mm-hmm. followed a goddess called Cybele, who was... Oh God, this was, like, a few... I say a few months ago. I should still know this. But she was a foreign goddess, and she arrived on the shore shores of Rome to basically help them win a war. And they adopted her, basically, fully into their culture. But the priests were eunuchs, so a lot of them castrated themselves to become this mid-gender. So they were neither male or female. But this was seen as a very Eastern thing, because a lot of the Eastern countries in the Eastern Roman Empire, yeah. like practices like that have literally gone on for thousands and thousands of years. But the Romans rejected that. So these people were seen as outsiders. So when Christianity came in and took over... They were pushed even more to the outskirts of society. And, yeah. So I went on a tangent there. I just like... Is that why all the statues have tiny penises? No, that's just because they had massive <laughs> egos. And they thought that to make themselves feel better about the fact that they had very small penises, they would be like, yeah, it just means that, you know, we've got really big brains. <laughs> and we're like, no. maybe I thought maybe it was you were going to go with, like, it's a proportion thing. Their muscles are so big that it <laughs> yeah. just makes it look small. Yeah, probably that too. It's not yeah. actually small. It's just in proportion to my massive <laughs> arms. Yeah. And yeah, like, with statues, I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure statues are all, like, modelled on Spartan bodies because the Spartans were seen as these, like, godlike creatures because of their physical aesthetics fair enough yeah you understand yeah 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 i went on a massive tangent there anyway yeah religion (laughs) i fully i don't even know what we were talking about before that ulysses wasn't it yeah the the names of the chapter Mm. but yeah say your say your thing first and then we'll go back to that yeah i was gonna talk about we're talking about body proportion (laughs) (laughs) you were gonna be like oh yeah and and then you were oh i can't say yeah so we played this game yesterday (laughs) Um, which was a 90s getting to know each other game. It's called Knowing it's... Me, Knowing You. My dad gave uh-huh. it to me when I was home for Christmas. He was like, you guys might make some use out of this. And I was like, we yeah, did. Sure. It was and great. It was really fun. That does sound very we'll good. So it. we'll play it when you come around because, oh, you know, we don't know each other. When lockdown um, restrictions allow, obviously. Well, I'm... Anyway, there was a question for Amelia. It was like, if Amelia had to pad any like part of my body to go out yeah like fill anything up to like i don't know like pad boobs something like yeah. that okay yeah like any body part what would amelia choose she said knees i i said shoulders knees? and i felt so proud of saying shoulders because like you know like a cool blazer she said knees well it was good to be safe Sometimes you need some knee pads because I fall over quite a lot. And also, I just like the idea of having just like massive knees. You like the idea of having massive knees. How? Just like sticking out. Yeah, but think about buying trousers. Yeah, but you would just pad them out so that the trousers go out. You know what? You should have said your feet because you always like bang your toe into places. Yeah, but I do the same with, like, my elbow. Oh. I just walk Both. into things. <laughs> just pat the entire body. You just body, need like, to be, yeah. Like... <laughs> I just like to be wrapped up in bubble wrap. Yeah. And given hugs. <laughs> yes. I think you would like that very I much. Would, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Jenny, you can go on with your UDC <laughs> story. The chapters you had. Yeah, so I was talking about... The classical references. So the return of... Yes, the classical references of the return of Ulysses. So, I don't know what the hell that's. <laughs> he defo has a saviour complex. Jenny just okay, so a sticky note for like a good 10 seconds. I couldn't read her own notes. <laughs> okay, so 
from this, I was talking about toad because I strongly dislike toad. Yeah. What the fuck? He is so manipulative. Oh, I just if I I just don't understand why they continue being friends with him. Yeah. I'm like, is it for the money? Is it for the good times? Because of the money? I just don't understand. (laughs) Awful person. So Toad is Ulysses or Odysseus. I'm going to say Odysseus because that's who I know. So there are quite a lot of similarities between Toad and Odysseus. So much so that I'm pretty sure I could write a dissertation about it. (laughs) I'm just thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) So firstly, the idea of like a saving complex. Toad feels like he is the answer to everything. He feels like he is God's gift. And he constantly tells himself, oh, I'm so great. Look at that thing that I did. Ignoring all of the mess that he's made around him, he's like, no, but I'm great. Similarly, Odysseus goes around being like, oh, I'm so tough. Look at all the things I did in the Trojan War 10 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Big toad energy. (laughs) Yeah, big toad energy. But then his entire crew gets eaten because they don't listen to what the gods are telling them not to do. So they're like, oh, don't eat the sacred cows. And they're all like, oh, it'll be fine. But Odysseus, being this great man, still doesn't stop them. He's like, yeah, it'll probably be fine, whatever. And then they all die. Of course they do. So that's just something I feel yeah. very strongly that Toad would also do in that situation. They, they really have the audacity. It just, it just infuriates me. Yeah. Second thing is how they want adventure so much Mm -hmm. and they seem to stumble into trouble and they abuse the niceness of others to get what they want and it's just again frustrating we can we can talk about this some more a little bit later maybe and how he like manipulates the people that he needs to get out but you know i needed to get out but the third and final thing is they're both on a journey home. Yeah. yeah. So really, from chapter... Is it... When he escapes four? the prison. I would say, to be honest... Before. before when he... When he crashes the car... The first time, the yeah. Car? I don't think he crashes it. No, he does. He, well, he, he when he steals the car. crashes it. Yeah. Classic toad. So when he steals that and he gets into that sticky situation and it's... I would say it's like in the magistrate's court mm. because that is when he's like, oh no, I feel so sorry for myself. How am I going to get home? Yeah. I've got to get out four. of this. Chapter six. Chapter four. Chapter, chapter I six. I got confused about the yes. numerals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm normally really good at them, but it's the four and the six sometimes that confuse me. Confuse you. That's fair though. They're the other way around, aren't yeah. they? So yeah, I would argue that it starts there because... To me, that's where the Odyssey kind of starts. So Odysseus is like, oh, come on. And he gets like a few different men and their ships and they all go this one way. And then Poseidon's like, don't you dare try and fool me, son. And then he blows him off course and he's like, oh no, how am I going to get home? So to me, those two instances are very similar to Toad and Odysseus are kind of the same. Especially because it is referenced at the end. That makes mm. it seem like, oh, we definitely did that on yeah. purpose. Yeah, it kind of yeah. brings everything together. Full circle. Yeah, and in a similar way, I think the other animals that are friends with him are kind of like the shepherd and Telemachus, who Telemachus is Odysseus's son, who has been left growing up without him meeting him, basically, as he's been trying to get back from Troy. Mm. And at the end, he meets a shepherd who takes him in and gives him food and stuff. And then he meets his son. And together, they kill all of the suitors and then save Penelope. Yeah. And, you know, then he, he's home for like a night and they have a nice meal and then he's off again. It's a whole other discussion. <laughs> whole other discussion there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, yeah, those are my three things, really. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Your insight, yeah. yeah. I definitely agree. Thank, thanks for allowing me to get angry for a yeah. second. I felt like I had very similar because I remember, I think, reading it when I was like very young. So, but like, all I remembered was oh, a bunch of animals in the woods having a fun time together. I remember yeah, totally like, his motor car, 
I didn't even really. Also, yeah, I'm there's right. a. I'm not sure if international. I'm gonna Google it right now because I feel like you guys might know it. Um, but there's another book about a frog, and I think his name is just Frog. The imagination. Yes, I. They are also in English because I've googled it. Oh, but it is by Dutch writer, but they exist in English, and it's just Frog. I frog. don't recognize it. Similar energy as mouse. <laughs> no, I don't think I know it. Okay, well. I always thought, as you can see by, like, what he's wearing and stuff, like, I'll post a picture on the story as well, <laughs> but what he's wearing and stuff, I always thought he was part of this book, so I, I saw Toad and Frog oh. as friends. So I read this entire book thinking, oh, I wonder when Frog's gonna show up. <laughs> he didn't, ever. So in my mind, they were just having fun adventures in the forest, and then all this shit happened and it got so serious. I was like, oh my god, and Toast is such an asshole. And I was like, oh, I hope, I hope Frog isn't that, that much of an asshole when he shows up. Because I just misremembered everything. <laughs> god. The bit where I feel like he's, the, he's a proper asshole to that girl who's trying to help him in the prison. He's such a dick to her. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. the bit when he's on the boat with the washerwoman and he's like how hard can it be and she's like i knew you were lying this whole time and throws him off the boat i'm like yes you <laughs> get for you on the same strain there there is a lot of just casual misogyny throughout the whole of this book yeah. there are i've marked yeah. them i've marked a few bits at the end Ooh. um oh where it's it's only like little phrases but oh that's the wrong one where can I find them now? Oh, they're there, that's why. So, constantly, he puts down this barge woman. I didn't go up to the yeah. uh, prison scene, but I'm sure there's quite a few in there as well. More there, um, yeah. So, he's Toad is so obsessed with class, and he says, You common, low, fat barge woman. Don't you dare talk to your betters like that. Washerwoman, indeed. So on, so on, so on. I will not be laughed at by a barge woman. So he very much looked down on people of a lower class, people in a working class. Yeah. But more so if they are women. And there's another bit yeah. where a little bit later he talks about, this is page 207. I'm not sure if our numbers are the same, but it's in the penultimate chapter. And he says... Rat says to him, On your own admission, you have been handcuffed, imprisoned, starved, chased, terrified out of your life, insulted, jeered at, and ignoring. Oh, I can't say that word. I can say it in my head, but not out loud. <laughs> ignominiously. Ignominiously. That word. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> take it. Flung into the water by a woman, too. That nice. I read that and I was like, "This has gone too far now." Yeah, good for her. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "And why doesn't she have the right to do this after she has offered help to someone, yeah. and he has come onto her boat disguised, lied, tried to get out of doing this thing that he says he loves doing and is very good at, and then insults her directly, calls her fat, and then why is he so surprised?" That she flings him off He's the like, boat. Oh no, I was so yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah, I also don't get why he's so like against lower working class people then. Because he keeps getting into accidents and having to pay fines. So at a certain point, he goes broke. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's not he's not doing much better himself. And he he sells the horse, the washerwoman's horse not the washerwoman. The washerwoman's horse. Yes. For like six yeah. pets. And he's like, Oh my god, I did so well. And you look at him and you're like, well, if you can have pride in selling something and having that kind of, like, role of, I don't know, just... He finds so much pleasure yeah. in the simple things, like having the stew and selling the horse, even if it's for not much money. Yeah, when he, like, hasn't eaten for yeah. so long and he, like, sells the horse for basically just some and food. And he's fine to take advantage of people when he has nothing. And then as soon as he has his fortune again and his house back, he talks about them like they're the scum of the earth. But these people... Yeah, he's a Gemini with an Aries rising. <laughs> these people have basically enabled him to regain that. Yeah. yeah. 
I have had a thought, when we're so, so on a similar line to class, I am trying to think about the difference in class between the animals and the humans, because obviously the jailer and the jailer's daughter are human, and so Toad sees himself as lower in status than them, but he's like very upper class. But then when she says that she has an aunt who's a washerwoman, he says that he has lots of aunts who ought to be washerwomen. Yeah. So I'm not entirely sure quite how the class works because I think that them being animals puts them below humans, but then I'm not entirely sure that then how that works with like lower class humans like the washerwoman and the gypsy and in comparison to the animals. Yeah, and at the animals in like between themselves because they love eating like bacon and like sausages yeah, I that. and yeah. stuff. Which makes me think, like, what to what extent do they continue that? Like, are they going to eat rabbits? Also, what I was kind of thinking is that, I don't know, because then it doesn't really work with Toad seeing himself as lower in status than the humans, but I was, especially when I was looking at um, how when he becomes the washerwoman, they don't know that he's a Toad anymore. Like, he is a washerwoman. Um, yeah. It's so like, odd. Hey. Like, you can, in the, in the illustrations, you can see his face and he is clearly yeah. a Toad. Um, but then he manages to convince them that he's not a toad, and when he reveals himself, he's like, Moha, I am a toad! <laughs> and they're like, oh my god, I had also, no idea! how big are these animals? So I'm thinking that maybe yeah. them being animals is like a metaphor? Maybe it's just that he looks like a toad, and but he they is live, a man. they live in the forest. They do live in the forest. And how, they, does he, how does he drive a car? I think they're normal-sized. <laughs> I think they're like human-sized animals. But do they live in the forest, or are they just... They just live in a more rural setting. But more lived underground. Yeah, but does he really live underground? Or is it just... But is it just a small house? You look house? at illustrations. Like that. And I'm like, he could be the same size as the... Maybe the that's perspective, Or he could though. be, like, very Hmm. We'll try and put it on Instagram, I too. I feel like we'll he's remember. about the size of a child. Like an eight-year-old. Yeah. So he's like human size, like much bigger than a, than an animal. But then, and so like, like yeah. he's like that, and he's tiny, like the size of a child. He's definitely not toad sized. I would say perhaps the size of a big toad, maybe like a four foot, six, seven, four and a half foot, let's say, because that's enough to be a very small woman, and he would pass for a very small. But then you have that. He's definitely like normal size. Illustrations I aren't think... consistent because that's rat and mole looking in a window, and they're much smaller than the window. That doesn't make sense because he Toad wouldn't be that much bigger than them. He would be like three times their size yeah. if that was accurate. And I feel like they're all about maybe the same that's size. why they hate Toad so much because he's so big. It's <laughs> from the illustration at the front. They're all the same and also, size. Toad manages to go into Ratty's house, so yeah, he's got to be of a similar size. Sure, they have to fit yeah. each other. Yeah. But then how big is Toad Hall? And they all carried him up they all carried yeah. him up the stairs at Toad yeah. Hall when he had like his dramatic fit. So if he was much bigger than them they wouldn't have been so able to. So surely they could know it's a bit of a struggle, but taller than Toad to be able to fully drag him up. Yeah, but I think there was three That's of them. Right, yeah. But it's a bit if you think so like about probably, the same size, yeah. yeah. It would probably size. take like three of us to take someone up the stairs. Yeah. Comfortable. If they were like struggling and yeah. fighting, we would want like three people to take someone up the stairs stairs. So yeah. much does not add up about this book. We have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's not consistent. And maybe it is just that the illustrations are throwing me off and I should just be looking at the text and no, not the illustrations. No, because even in the text it doesn't no. make sense because like we said, they're carrying Rob but he's still like a washerwoman. Yeah. So it's not even just the illustrations. And he rides a horse. Yeah. Yeah, what the fuck is that yeah. about? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And drives cars, which means he has to reach the pedal. Yeah. Yeah. Also, but maybe it's one of those toad legs. You know how they're like gonna extend, <laughs> so it like springs out when he's gonna accelerate. <laughs> Fold out his legs so he can wear like a big coat, and then like he looks normal sized. That's the conclusion. He has full, foldy legs. He's got foldy legs. That's the technical term. Yeah, yeah. foldy legs. Yeah. Was there something? We'll, we'll ask Hank Green. Yes, I was about to say who's Hank Green. I was like, do I know him? <laughs> Yeah. Did he yeah, go to uni? <laughs> yes. Another thing about the human world and the animals in the human world. 
Yes. They have weapons. They have literal guns. They I, do. I highlighted the paragraph where, where I was just like, what the fuck's going on? Where they go and they're like, we are going to Here. take back... Um, Wait, I want to actually go to the page. It has like this an is... entire store of weapons. Where did that come from? Yeah. Oh. Wait, let no go to it. <clears throat> it's in the... Okay, wait, page 72, 74. I think. I've highlighted it. So, here. The rat looked very grave and stood in deep thought for a minute or two. Then he re-entered the house, strapped a belt round his waist, shoved a brace of pistols into it, took up a stout cudgel, cudgel that stood in a corner of the hall and set off for the wild wood at a smart pace. He just has not one pistol, a brace of pistols. Well, he's going to have at least four because they all have one at the end in their final battle. Yeah. I was just like, and they have a sword. Yeah. They have a sword and a Where pistol. Where did he get four yeah. swords from? He's a rat. And also, how big are the pistols here? Are they are they little, like, handbag <laughs> ones? Or are they, like, massive ones? And if they are handbag ones, Yeah, because at this point, I was convinced he was small. Yeah, so he'd be yeah. like... <laughs> yeah, I thought they were they're shooting, like, I don't know, pine, pine nuts or something like that. At this point, it was the start of the novel, so I was still, like, convinced it was going to be cute because mm. they just met on the river and it was all so lovely. And then that was the moment when he got a pistol. So I was like, wait, what? <laughs> the other thing that confused me was the passage of time. Mm. Because I was like, what season are we in? Because I, it started in spring because Mole was having spring cleaning. And then suddenly it was winter and I was like, what happened here? Yeah. Why is it snowing? Yeah. I was really confused. Um, but there is <laughs> also, going back to that, there is something... It's a very homosocial society in that Mole literally leaves his house, his house for like 10 yeah. months and moves in with someone he just uh-huh. met and they just they just live together um it's very yeah th- there's some you could def- definitely do some interesting queer readings i was about to say very like living lesbian isn't it <laughs> like student housing yeah but they're but middle-aged if think about it class. depends if they yeah. are just totes and stuff they probably live for like six years yeah, maybe it's I was wondering that. How old their lifespans are? I'm gonna Google. <laughs> how long does a mole live? So many questions. Life expectancy. About two years. Ten to twelve. Oh yeah. wow. Can we have a look at time? Can you just be your time how in Wind old in the Is is Mr. Toad? He's gotta be like fairly old. He's gotta be like but then Badger was friends with his dad, so Badger, I think, must have a longer lifespan. Or is just significantly older than the rest of them. Okay, on human scale, Badger seems about, like, 60, 70. Probably 60, because he's, like, people are scared of him and he can, like, fight. It doesn't say how old he is. Life expectancy Badger. So I would say that Toad would be about 50 here. Badgers go get about fi- 15 okay. years old. Okay. And then who else do we have? Rats. That's going to throw it off. Three and a half years. Yeah, but in human terms, let's just talk human terms, because they'll all live and die at different times, because they're different animals. Yeah, I would say... Maybe Mole... Rat just got born a lot later, so he's like near the end of his life. I think, but so I think Rat is about a year They're old. They're on the brink of dying. I think Rat is about a year old. Like, he's seen the seasons, or maybe two years old, because he's seen the seasons before, clearly. Yeah. And he's at least halfway through his life, because he's got this, like, very, like, poetic calling to start... Yeah, he's in a midlife crisis. Yeah, exactly. Well, Which is maybe then... why he wants to go to the sea. He's like, I want to see the sea before yeah. I die. Yeah, but then the other rat that comes, the, the seafarer rat, that like goes to all the he coasts. He seems to have lived forever. Yeah, how has he managed to fit that many places in like three and a half years on average? Especially when if he's travelling, his life expectancy is probably shorter. Well, he says, doesn't he? He said, oh, you're younger than me. Like, I'm an old rat. You're so much younger. You've got your life ahead of you and you can come and do all these things with me. Yeah. So surely he must be getting towards the end of his life, which is why he wanted to go on the farm. Because he wanted, like, a quiet retirement. But how quickly does a rat travel? Depends how fast they run, Laura. <laughs> Depends on whether they're in a motorcar how... or not. <laughs> how fast is rat? <laughs> how fast is rat? Eight miles per hour. <laughs> uh... 
How long? They do even like scurry quite long, long quite quickly, don't from, they? They look like which it. which two places has he been to? He's been to Italy and like Greece and also is he from England? England? The whole of this yeah, I'm sure he said he was, and he born, was also there. in Liverpool. We're gonna live. He was born in South in to Constantinople. Obviously, uh, my head just went straight to the song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is two thousand one hundred and eighteen miles. We do okay. love a bit of Constantinople with you and us, Jenny, don't we? Didn't they go? To it wasn't Constantinople mentioned in um, the Virgin Mary? I'm sure it was. Yeah. 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 That would take him 265 hours in a straight line. So yeah. let's say but like... He's on a boat. 300 hours. Three, yeah, yeah, 300 Divided hours. by 24. Oh, that's only 11 days of travelling for a rat. <laughs> Very but doable, didn't he then. he on the boat? Wasn't he a boat rat? He was a seafarer, yeah. so he, did, he went round the long long way. Yeah, on the boat. Yeah, but Which... that, that does make me think it is actually possible for him to see that many cities in the span of a year. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, if he has nothing else to do, never mind. Yeah. We respect you, sea rat. Also, he wasn't working on the boats. He was, like, a stowaway. Yeah. So that kind of adds to our they are actually animals yeah. thing, because he's, like, a little rat hiding on a boat. He just went yeah. interrailing, but boat. <laughs> rat interrailing. I nearly put my foot in my in, teeth. Into ratting. Yeah, I was trying to think of a. <laughs> yeah. Rat it's into sailing. <laughs> rat to sailing. Intrat sailing. Intrat railing. <laughs> Infiltrating. <laughs> uh, Spreading diseases. Yes. Oh, thank you, rats. How topical. <laughs> oh, that brought the mood <laughs> down. <laughs> Sorry. Also, apparently, the chapters are alternating slow paced and fast paced. Yes. Which I didn't really notice as I was reading it, but there mm. were points where I was like, "Oh God, it's just it just felt slow." Yeah. But so, which I guess must be the slow chapters, yeah. and I was just like, "Oh, can we just like pick up at the pace a little bit? I want to move forward with this." Thank yeah. You. I did feel it every time. I was like, "Oh yeah, we have the mood going in this. This mm. is cute." And there was a. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of description, I think, in the slower chapters. I. Mm. I didn't notice it either, to be honest, when I was reading it. But there were definitely moments I thought, does he really need all of this description here? Could he not have just cut it down yeah, a little bit? Yeah. I'm kind of bored now. Yeah. Also, it made me feel so stupid at the start. Because I was like, why am I struggling this much? With, like Every time I felt like I read a sentence and I was like, I thinking back, I was like, I don't know what happened in a sentence a sentence yeah. ago. And I was like, I'm reading a children's book. That was the first bit. And I was like, I'm just, am I an idiot? Am I just tired? <laughs> there was a point. There was a point where I was lying in my bed quite late at night trying to read it, and I realised that I'd read the same sentence about ten times. Yeah. And and I hadn't moved forward, and I was like, I just because I, I feel like with a lot of children's books you can read them at night and you can get through them. Yeah. yeah. But with this, I was really struggling. I was just like, oh, same sentence over and over again. I'm not gonna lie. Go. That's why I got the audiobook it was like £2.50 and yeah it sounds like it'd be a good audiobook yeah. yeah and I thought well firstly I can listen to it at night and I can fall asleep to it if I want to but also I got through the first you sure did and I definitely did yeah a couple of times um, but I got through the first chapter and I thought I don't think that I'm going to be able to sustain the reading of this if it's constantly like this but then it picked up yeah. in different chapters, so I'm glad that it did. But I would definitely recommend the audiobook, especially to people that have kids as well, because although I'm very much... You should definitely sit and read with your children, because that yeah. was one yeah. of my favourite Maybe if you are reading child. it aloud, yeah. then it might... Like, you reading it aloud yourself, it might make more sense as well. Because yeah. I feel like with a lot of books, that's... And I think that's probably how it's designed. Mm. I think that would help. As a child, though, I feel like I would have enjoyed this more. Maybe. And I mean, I did, but I didn't really understand the story, which I think is why what made it better. I think completely understanding what's going on makes this story yeah. less good. <laughs> yeah, I think as a child, it's okay. Especially because you get so frustrated at them because they're just like dickhead men yeah. going around being dickheads. Yeah, yeah. And like, as a child reading this, I'm just like, ah, oh, it's animals in the forest. On the subject of it being a children's book, I think the casual allusions to misogyny just go to reinforce yeah. like especially for like young boys as well that this yeah. is how you're mm -hmm. allowed to treat people and toad's character is 
Although at the end he has a shift in character throughout the whole Some thing, yeah, for no reason. Throughout the whole thing, he's such a bad example. But he goes on these big journeys, and they're seen as these like thrilling things. And kids would look at that and see Toad as this like magnificent or wacky character, and be like, "Oh, I want to be like that." But he's such a bad example, which is why this shouldn't be seen as a kids' book. Yeah, but because he's not even like an exciting rebel, he just crashes cars yeah, for he's, no he's reason. Rich, he's like a rich man. He's like a celebrity that goes out every weekend, gets absolutely smashed, and crashes a car. He's Army Hammer. He's Army Hammer. <laughs> We'd crash it. <laughs> and so was he. <laughs> oh dear. Oh my god! Imagine. I'm, imagine. Is that books. <laughs> I feel like I feel he like is. He, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like he is, actually. <laughs> what drug would Toad do? Coke, do? 100%. Yeah. Mushrooms. No oh. hesitation, no. defo coke. Yeah, I, th- I oh. would say. Or heroin. Yeah. No, I don't feel like he goes as hard as heroin. He's definitely the kind of person that says, I, can't I do see coke involved. because it's not really a class A drug. It's like a soft <laughs> class A drug. That's, That's where all of his money went. Is. It was on coke and cars. Yeah. Bitches and coats and cars. Is that totally? Yeah, do you reckon any of them have sex? No. I think that's why they want to get in car crashes because they can't Ram-mold. get any excitement. Yeah. I. Which is why Rat was so nice about Mole's house. They lived together like, for so long. Yeah, they did live together for so long. And they didn't want to leave each other. They were going to go on an exciting adventure he wanted to have for the it's all intense, his life. It's an and intense then like, friendship. No, I can't leave Rat. Yeah, and he they walked past his house. Yeah, and he still followed Rat, and he was like, "I can smell my house." That broke my heart. I it know. did. Yeah, same. Yeah, I didn't like Rat that much sometimes either. No, but he wasn't quite as much of an asshole. As I felt Toad. like he was more of a grey character. Like he seemed realistic. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he had a short temper sometimes, which why I feel yeah. like I am Rat. But I don't like rats, so maybe that's quite telling about how I think about myself. (laughs) I want to be mole, but I know I'm rat. (laughs) I think I've said most things I was thinking. Yeah, I don't know if I've got anything else. I have something else. (laughs) I will go for it. This book raised so many things for me. I got so angry in some bits of it when I was reading it. One of the things that I noticed was it was quite a big emphasis on education and not education so much as oh here we're going to learn this today it's self-improvement and how you are expected to behave both in society and just in general to be seen as a good person so there's also this idea of retribution that they're trying to drill into toad there's a focus specifically for toad on this idea of retribution and the fact that he has to change to be a better person and to be seen not as this reckless character, which I kind of agree with because he really needs a reality check. However, <laughs> he does. <laughs> He's like some of the boys at uni, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't know how to do the washing up. There's a passage at page two two four. There's a section where Ratty says, "Don't say learn and toad," said the rat, greatly shocked. It's not good English. What are you always nagging at Toad for? inquired the badger, rather peevishly. What's the matter with his English? It's the same what I use myself. I imagine it with a northern accent here, I don't know why. It's the same what I use myself, and if it's good enough for me, it ought to be good enough for you. And although Rat apologises, he's very firm in this idea of how things should be, and quite often yeah. throughout the actual novel, he's he knows how things should be. So... yeah when he meets Mole and he has the picnic basket and although he knows that he should be the one to do certain things he kind of makes Mole do them instead so like packing away the picnic basket so although he knows how things should go in society and in one's personal education he sometimes manipulates that a little bit to make other people yeah. do what he wants and think what he wants, which he does quite often with Mole. Like he said his way or the highway. Yeah, exactly. Which I think is interesting because Toad is upper class. Yeah. 
And he doesn't seem to it have this quite odd to me. level of education that Ratty has. But obviously because Ratty yeah. like, writes poetry, he has this air of like mm. importance. I'm not saying that all poets do, but quite a lot do. Yeah. have this air of importance. So I feel like maybe he thinks it's his job to educate his friends when they mispronounce something or do something wrong and yeah. it hurts someone. What are you talking about with um, accent? I read that there's a town or village in Cornwall that claims that's where the setting for Win in the Willows is so it could be a Cornish accent yeah it's a thick accent of either the north or the south it's some sort of regional accent yeah Yeah. it might also be I'm not sure how correct this is like linguistic history wise but in many Germanic languages and it's the same in Dutch we don't have the word teach we just have the word learn and we use it for both of them, mm. the way Toad would. Which makes me think, if Toad is older, maybe in like older, older English, the word teach wasn't there yet, but only the word learn was. Which kind mm. of emphasises the fact that rat maybe was born after. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. As like an animal with a less long lifespan. I can yeah. see I'm that, not yeah. entirely sure about the etymology be... of learn. Yeah. I, would, I would say that is a good theory if it's true. And we won't find out if it's true. Amazing theory. Yes, I love it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I have just Toad has lived for so many years, which is why he <laughs> loves cars so much. Yeah. He he is actually Odyssey, and um, he is the guy that the myths were based on, and now he's come back. <laughs> he did the original journey from Troy. <laughs> yeah, it is him. Which is why he didn't want to go to Constantinople. <laughs> There's a, so I wanted to talk a little bit as well about the ending. Yes. Ooh, yeah. So at the ending, what do we make of the fact that Toad completely changes all of a sudden? Because he has that last song. He was, he was indeed, indeed an altered Toad. toad. Yeah. <laughs> and after that climax. <laughs> he says he has this last little song, inverted commas. And yeah, oh, it's, it's so <laughs> Yeah, and <laughs> I tried to sing them, and they just had no rhythm. Like it just didn't work. Yeah, I was like in my head, I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, no. And it it's just quite unsettling to me the fact that this I keep calling him a person, but I, like I know he's a frog, but he <laughs> sorry, I think it's that a toad actually. An okay. <laughs> <laughs> that just reminded me of the tiktok where it's like when people say something like i'm single oh you mean you're those crisps in like a tube form no no no, that's a pringle <laughs> but it just reminded me of that my friends yeah. but you mean like one of those roman theaters like, no that's an amphitheater i'm an amphibian <laughs> uh, you know what though i actually know what you're on about Wait, you write with both hands? No, that's ambidextrous. <laughs> I'm an amphibian. I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> what was it? You keep forgetting he's not a better person. Yes. Yes. So, it's just very unsettling to me that this amphibian... <laughs> Amphitheatre. <laughs> ambidextrous. It's very unsettling to me that this toad has all of a sudden completely switched his personality. Like, literally, within seconds. He has this song, he brushes his hair, and all of a sudden he's alright. He's an alright lad. I go to the pub with him now. But before... That's giving me, like, psychotic energy, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, like, when's he gonna turn next? Is this real? Is it gonna last? maybe, Maybe it's a mental health thing. Maybe he has some sort of personality disorder. Yeah. Maybe he's schizophrenic. It gives me more of like a horror thing. (laughs) Like in The Shining, how Jack is suddenly like Mm. murdering people. And then he's like suddenly very nice. Yeah. And then he's murdering people again. I'm not saying Toad would, but... I was about to say... I'm not saying he wouldn't. (laughs) I was about to say, maybe he's got bipolar, but I forgot the word bipolar. Maybe he's bisexual. Yeah, I was gonna be like, maybe he's bisexual. <laughs> I was 
like, wait, that's that's not the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Maybe it was all like a manic episode. Maybe. Maybe it didn't actually span yeah. these ten months. Oh, I have yeah. something else that I want to add. Is is that there are no willows in the wind in the willows? Yes, there aren't. That I yeah. noticed. There's wind in every other kind of bush. Yeah. And every time they start talking about the sound of the wind in bushes, I'm like, oh, here comes the willow. And the willow just never no came. No willows. <laughs> Apparently you wanted to call it Mold and his mates. <laughs> Sounds like a gang. That, I think that's what it's called in Dutch. If that's what it's called in Dutch, it's, I think it's called to- Toad and his friends. It sounds like... An 80s pop Mole and his mate sounds like less of a children's book and more of a, I don't know, like some sort, of, pop. Yeah, <laughs> some sort of like weird parody with men drinking. It sounds like, Which it it kind sounds of like Dexy's Midnight Runners, but not, but more animal based. Yeah. <laughs> I can see them all in the dunkarees and they're like, come, come on, Ollie. Oh, hey, off is Mole and his mates and they're like a cover band or something for Dexy's. <laughs> I just hate misogynistic men. <laughs> I, just, I just hate men. Sorry. I just do. It just is what it is, you know? That's okay. It's understandable. Yeah. When they're like toads. Yeah. Unfortunately, I've known quite a lot of toads. you got to kiss I some think toads we all to know find your frog toads. Can we also agree, toad? Men with a name with a J. <laughs> Yes, we, yes, we can agree. <laughs> or like Harrisons, not Harrys, but Harrisons. Harrisons. <laughs> I feel like Harrisons are fine because Harrison Ford. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah but, but Harrison... you know that he would have toad energy. You don't want to okay. say it, but if I feel like would, he would. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I I would not want to go anywhere near any of Harrison Ford's characters. I would I, say I, would I have also to disagree. disagree. With without They're any self respect, so yeah, without any self respect. But Indiana Jones, him as a teacher, I don't. What teachers in general? I would not. I would. I would run away. Just Harrison Ford. I'm not a Harrison Ford gal. I think that's everything I wanted to say. Is that a conclusion? <laughs> that's the last thing I'm ever gonna say on this episode. <laughs> Hi. Cool, thanks for listening. That if was you had our to fourth edit George YouTube. Um Rat. I would say rat. You're rat. I was thinking about Mole. Yeah. I would but, I would probably go I would probably go rat. He keep things fun. If you just <laughs> Obviously kill Toad. Yeah, and then marry Mole. No oh, passion. Because I would quite like oh, Badger's house, and he's yeah. more likely to die soon, so... Yeah, and then maybe we oh, would marry point. Toad and have Toad Hall when he cracks it. No, because I want to go to Toad Hall for parties, but I don't want to live in Toad Hall. Then you can't I want to live him. in Badger's house. Why not? Oh, you wouldn't want to go to Toad Hall with Toad there. I don't care. I if the party is good house. enough, I don't care if there's some stupid people at a party as long like as my Mal's friends are house. also it there. Seems cozy. He ha- doesn't he have like a wine cellar or something? Yeah. Yeah. And he's got passages everywhere. Feels like a hobbit hole. Which I think would be really cool. I would potentially marry Toad if I knew he was going to die soon. When shit hits the fan, <laughs> turn to rats. When it comes to rats, we all know a few. <laughs> and when it comes to Toads, we definitely know a few. <laughs> Like, we'll just cut everything out until I go, I chag rat, and then just continue. <laughs> <laughs> and then, that's it. It's over and done with. Have we all said what we wanted to say? I think so. I think so, and more. <laughs> <laughs> much, much more. I'm going to take my little sticky notes out. Yeah, I think, I think what I've taken away from this book is that I... Read it when you can't read yet. Potentially. And it's so much more fun. Yeah, yeah. Read it when you don't understand the pressure. Listen to it as an audiobook and don't think of it as a kid's book. Yes. See the flaws in it. I'd say the other way around. Like, read it as a kid's book. Mm. So you take away all the heavy shit. Don't let it matter. It's just animals having fun in a park. Forest. I think I would like to rewrite this book. It has potential, but it wasn't executed well. Yeah, I would rewrite it to be 
more 21st century. Yeah. And to be less misogynistic. More like Anne of Green Gables. Yeah. I've not read it. You'd love it. I have my copy here. I'll give it to you. And you can have a better experience than Win the in the Willows. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. I think that's what we take away from this is read Anne of Green Gables instead. Yeah. Yeah. You're not missing out on anything. There's a TikTok actually. Oh I have a TikTok saved. See, this is Frog and Toad as well. Where's Frog? Maybe it's a different maybe there's a toad in the frog books. No, because this is not that toad. And it's what we posted as well on Instagram. Anyway. Good find writing, out, bad fi- content. And find out what happened to Mr. Frog. Yeah. Because I found the picture we posted. Mr. Frog is there. Well, where well, the fuck is Frog? Where, where is Frog? <laughs> toad killed him. <laughs> Jenny says that all amphibians are the same. We should wrap this up. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But thank you for coming to join us. Yes, it's a pleasure as always. It was fun. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. We've yes. said bits. We'll have Jenny back at some point. Yes, and then next month... It's a secret history with Katie yes. for April. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to read this one. I'm going to start it tonight, I think. It's one of the ones I think I like was building up to most because I feel like yeah. I have such high expectations for it. Yes. So we'll see next month how that paid off. Because <laughs> I know a lot of people who like the same books as me really yeah. like it. Yeah. So that's what we're going to... We'll see you all next month. In the meantime, follow us on Instagram or yes. any podcast platform. And we will be podca- we will be posting on the Instagram again. We haven't been recently because it turns out last term of your last year at uni is really time consuming and you don't Who have knew? any brain space for anything else. So, But we'll be back because now we've finished lectures and we have some deadlines. So yes. maybe not starting this month, but definitely the next month we will be posting a lot more regularly on there yeah and we've picked the thickest book i think to do in the month of the deadlines which is but at least it'll give us something to do in the yeah it will force us to distract us from the deadlines so if you want to join us join us if you don't that's okay that's your choice your loss i for one can't wait yes exactly so thank you all for listening and as mr tote says as he crashes his car poop, poop. and then gets arrested. Goodbye. Goodbye. We'll, we'll see, see you in the, the past. past. <laughs> I love it.